Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action, a weekly podcast presented by the Knowledge Center at Chattuck. Our podcast is dedicated to therapists, social workers, counselors, and psychologists working with clients from an attachment-based perspective. Join host Karen Doyle-Buckwalter for an insightful, informative, and inspiring conversation with leading attachment theory researchers and clinicians in the field. Today, Karen welcomes Annette Cousin for part one of their two-part discussion on understanding yourself through attachment theory. Part two will be released on Tuesday, November 10th. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. I'm Karen Doyle Buckwalter, your host from here at Chadock, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background about our guest today. We are going to be hearing from Annette Cusson, and she has authored a book called It's Attachment, and I'm going to give you some information about her background. She has a master's degree in social work. She's a registered marriage and family therapist and an advanced attachment-focused therapist. She's worked in children's mental health for over 30 years as a therapist, supervisor, manager, and clinical director. She's also the owner of Lee Side Therapy Center, a multidiscipline clinic in Toronto. Uh, she, in addition to that, has a private practice, uh, which she has had for over 30 years using attachment attachment-focused therapy for adults, couples, adolescents, and adoptive families. She has received um, advanced training on attachment-focused therapy and been part of a consultation group with Dr. Dr. Daniel Hughes. Uh, She's busy. Wow. She also provides training throughout Ontario at the Wilfrid Laurier Faculty of Social Work, University of Toronto Faculty of Social Work, the Sick Kids Center for Community Health, and Mission Empowerment, along with many other training organizations. So I'm really excited to have Annette here with us today, and she's gonna be hopping on here in just a minute. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. I'm your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, joining you from Chaddock and really excited about the guests that we are going to be speaking with today. Um, Joining me is Annette Cusson, and she is from... um, Canada and has written a wonderful book about attachment. Um, We'll talk more about it at the end, but it's called um, It's Attachment, A New Way of Understanding Yourself and Your Relationship. So Annette, welcome to the podcast this morning. Oh, thanks, Karen, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So um, I would like to, uh, our listeners will have already heard your formal background, which is wonderful. You, you've, you've, uh, you're a family therapist and an individual therapist. You've done all kinds of wonderful work. But I also like to ask the question to my guests, how did you informally uh, come upon this? How did you end up in this kind of work? And then even more specifically, attachment-oriented work. Well, Karen, I've been certainly in the field of uh, therapy for a very, very long time, was a family therapist, a systemic family therapist for, again, many years of my career. I became interested in attachment actually many, many years ago when I first heard John Bowlby come and speak uh, at the agency where I was working. But I was a family therapist then, and it just didn't have the same meaning to me at that time as it certainly would have now. 
Um, but that's sort of where I first became intrigued, I guess, by this whole theory of attachment. Um, but I still remained a family therapist, and really attachment was kind of out there, not integrated into my work, until I became the clinical director of an agency of preschool children. And I think that's when attachment really began to make more sense to me, resonate, because I really could see uh, the dynamics between mothers and their children. And these were children at a very young age, you know, that were pretty troubled kids. Um, and so I began to think about, well, what was happening at such an early age that mm -hmm. these kids, even in infancy and certainly, you know, by toddlers, were really having great difficulties and it just um, seemed to be a dynamic with their mothers primarily. So I began really learning and reading much more about attachment and it began to make much more sense to me. Yeah, I think your, your opening comments are important and it's even part of the reason for this podcast is that the clinical application of attachment theory is much younger than the research application of attachment theory. So, you know, many of us, including you, and as we were talking before, going for training in the coding of the adult attachment interview, found that mostly there were researchers there and there was not a lot of information wow. about clinical application. And even in John Bowlby's um, you know, in his trilogy, he and some of his other books, he writes about his disappointment that attachment theory was not entering clinical practice in a more robust way and in a more integrated way. And it's only in, you know, recent you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 years, maybe 10, 15, that mm -hmm. we've been taking all that research and incorporating it. So it, it makes it makes really good sense to me when you say, you know, when you first heard him speak, it was sort of like, well, what's, what's the relevance? You know, even though our listeners are probably like, what? You actually got to hear John Bowlby speak, you know? And, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it speaks to the, the, the divide between attachment research and attachment clinical oriented clinical work. Well, that's right. And of course, that remained with me. I mean, still, but I began to really think about how I could apply it. Yes. Um, and certainly uh, teach it because I was a clinical director. So it meant that I was giving direction, you know, to the services of that agency. So it became really important for me to understand it better and understand, as you say, how to apply it clinically. Yes. Um, so I continued to read about it and practice it. Um, and what eventually happened is that somehow the adoption community found me, is what I would say, um, because I began to develop you know, a reputation that I have knowledge and some uh, training in the attachment field. Um, but really what that led to in my work with the adoption community is, ma is made me more aware of how much more I had to learn, mm. how much I really had to reach out to the people that were working. Because again, this was at a time where, you know, the models of how we were going to help these really troubled adoptive kids was very limited as well. Um, it was a very new field, but 
I began again reading um, Dan Hughes, Dan Siegel, Art Becker Weidman, you know, anyone and everyone that I could find. Um, and then eventually I actually had a very troubled kid. So this was sort of, I think, what really more profoundly affected um, my commitment to working from an attachment model with these troubled kids is um, I actually went down with a child to um, uh, to Art Becker uh, Weidman who um, really did work with this boy and I was able to observe it and watch it and speak to Art and um, again became much more interested in how I could really learn more about it um, which then led me to go to Attach, and I discovered Dan Hughes. Um, and Dan Hughes actually had directed me to a group of people in Ontario who were also working with him to develop, again, an attachment-focused lens in our work with um, children. So I became part of that group for many years. We worked and consulted with Dan, um, bringing our cases. And, and again, uh, we were all learning, growing, and Dan as well was really developing his model at that time of dyadic uh, developmental psychotherapy. Now, what happened is that many of the people from that group went on, of course, to work with Dan and develop um, uh, his certified model in uh, DDP. I became more interested in the parents of these children because what was really striking me was even though we were clear again on how to be helpful, some parents could really use the, you know, the interventions, the direction, um, understanding that, you know, their, their adopted kids arrived already with problems and compromises. Um, but many of these parents personalized the issues with these kids and just could not use um, sort of our therapeutic direction. So that's what led me to really start to read much more about Mary Maine's categories of adult attachment. I feel and like you're, you're uh, you know, partially telling my story here in that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. Oh, my God. I didn't mean to steal your story. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I, I know. I know. I understand. I mean that we, that we've curious, all, yeah. curiosity about parents um, yes. and understanding you know, how one's own attachment history um, affects your child, whether they're an adopted child, a biological child, or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's just what yeah. I meant. So I became much more interested, as I say, in adult attachment, uh, in the use of the AI, which, of course, we were all limited in its use because um, it was clearly at that time uh, used as a research protocol. Yeah. So I did get trained um, in the use of the AI and the scoring of the AI. Um, and two things really struck me as I became sort of more aware of adult attachment. One was my own, <laughs> right? Yes, um, yes. Because again, I was an experienced therapist. I'd had, you know, many types of therapy myself. And frankly, cared all I could think about is if only somebody had understood me and if I'd understood myself with an attachment lens, 
how helpful that would have been to me. And I'm sure my husband and child would have told you as well. It would have been very helpful to them as well. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that was really striking as I began to reflect to my clients, both the parents of these adopted kids, but generally, and it wasn't the only work that I did, was how meaningful it was to my clients to understand themselves and, and their patterns and relationships from an attachment lens. Um, and I rarely sort of got resistance. Like it just, I rarely got somebody saying to me, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it was quite the opposite, is that it really did make sense to them. So now, Annette, is this, when you say that um, you didn't get resistance and it was making sense, are you saying you kind of explain things in a psychoeducational kind of way about attachment or are you saying you administered the adult attachment interview and then perhaps spoke with them a bit about some of it or how, how were you originally approaching this um, with your clients? Yes, so I um, did it in a couple of ways. One is that I was using the AAI, and uh, then I got trained to use the AI, so I felt more comfortable. So I both explained attachments. So usually I would give sort of an educational kind of, um, you know, blurb to people, and then I would do the AAI, and then again, um, reflect back to people, um, again, the types of attachment and what kind of attachment they had. Um, so it was using the AAI, but also I was looking at their behavioral patterns in relationships too. So it had to make sense both ways, I think, not, you know, not just as, as Mary Main and people talk about is speaking to the unconscious, which certainly I felt that I was doing, but it also had to make sense in terms of their behavioral patterns in relationships. Um, so, um, so I really reflected to people from both perspectives, um, their patterns in relationships behaviorally, and I did the AAI. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think both were were very helpful to people. And at that time, was this people who were seeing you, adults seeing you for individual psychotherapy, or was this part of your yeah. protocol and how you were working with the parents um, who had brought their adopted children to you for help? Yes. So initially, it was that people had brought their adopted children to me for help. And it was initially people that I already had in, in psychotherapy, both individuals and couples. So for these people, I might have even known some of them and still went back to offer them the AAI. Yes. Um, so um, and gradually, um, people would come to me for attachment focused therapy. Uh, and this really evolved out of my work with professionals. So um, what emerged is because of my real, quite profound belief in this uh, approach to therapy is I developed a model of psychotherapy. So initially I presented this to um, organizations because, you know, I was a trainer um, and family therapy and working with adopted kids. So I 
propose this model of psychotherapy um, and have continued to train professionals in, in that model of psychotherapy from an attachment lens. Um, and, and that's in some ways how the book evolved because um, the people that I was training found it also very helpful for them personally um, to understand themselves, both as a therapist, which would be my focus, but also personally mm -hmm. to understand themselves from an attachment lens. Oops, sorry about that. Mm -hmm. um, let me just sit down. Um, Sorry about that. Um, oh, that didn't work. I'll just have to let it go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, Annette, just to clarify for our listeners, when yeah. you said you started doing training with a model, are you saying were you then were you training people in dyadic developmental psychotherapy, or were, no. were you training just general concepts of attachment and how they, in general, rate relate to psychotherapy or what what no, were you meaning yeah i actually have a model okay so um which so we want to make sure people understand yeah. that and what that's called so it is simply a, a attachment focused psychotherapy attachment adult focused psychotherapy okay um and again it is um looking at attachment both behaviorally so looking at the kinds of patterns that people have and also using the ai um, um a modified version of the aai clinically is what i would say and from that um then i actually have developed a way of um using adult attachment as a psychotherapy tool. So there are stages of therapy that I actually teach people with hopefully the outcome to be earned security. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so it was really out of that experience that I began to really believe how helpful this is for everybody to understand themselves from an attachment lens. Um, so I am sort of not a great fan of self-help books, but I did go uh, to the bookstore and really look at all self-help books and try to see if there was any, you know, that were uh, attachment focused. So of course there are, I mean, there's Attached, there's, you know, Sue Johnson. I mean, there are a couple of books, but very, very few. Um, so that's what really led me to think about writing a book um, uh, on adult attachment for the general public, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I did. Yeah. And as I sort of, um, you know, was suggesting this to the people I was training, to clients, whatever, everybody uh, supported this, really saying that they felt this would be a very helpful lens um, to people, to the general population. So I wrote this book. Um, yes. And was really pleased when a Canadian publisher <laughs> offered to publish it. So Yes, and, uh, it, uh, and um, it released... Um, Fairly recently, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just been released, actually. Um, yes. At least, uh, well, it's been, it was released by the publisher Guernica and uh, one of the bookstores here called Caversham, and it's just been released this month on Amazon. Okay, so, yeah. so we listeners will hear this in a couple months, but so basically uh, released May 2020 on Amazon. 
Yes. Made okay. from Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. So the book basically is, um, you know, a way of understanding oneself from an attachment lens. And then the book offers, you know, strategies on how one might um, work at changing themselves and certainly changing some behavioral patterns that they have. Um, uh, looking at, again, it's based on, you know, the attachment categories of Mary Maine. So, um, so uh, and again, I do talk about myself. I use myself as an example, and I use case examples, you know, to help people understand um, attachment and, again, how to understand themselves from an attachment lens. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, this has been a fascinating uh, chat so far. I love hearing your journey about this and the development of your model and your book. So, listeners, I hope you will join us um, next week for part two of this as we continue um, our discussion with Annette Cusson about its attachment, her book, and her journey of writing that. This concludes part one of the two-part conversation between Karen Doyle Buckwalter and Annette Cusson on understanding yourself through attachment theory. Part two will be released on Tuesday, November 10th. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Attachment Theory in Action. Please follow our site, tkcchattock.org, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean for future podcasts. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, please log on to tkcchattock.org. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, trauma, and attachment theory.